The TV fans are taking over. This is Across the Airwaves. Hey everybody, it's Nico, and welcome to Across the Airways. We now return to part two of our ATA-137 Comic-Con episode. All right, guys, we're going to start this out. We're going to be having Andy join us now to discuss the rest of the panels that were covered, and Andy also attended Comic-Con against some of the panels we're going to be talking about. So hopefully his experience of actually being there will add some insight to our discussions now. He won't. <laughs> all right, thanks, Andy. Well, it's all right. Way to shut us down there. But anyhow, though, we're just joking around here. But anyway, let's take it away with Once Upon a Time in Wonderland, our discussion about that. In Victorian England, the young and beautiful Alice, played by Sophie Lowe, tells a tale of a strange new land that exists on the other side of a rabbit hole. An invisible cat, a hookah-smoking caterpillar, and playing cards that talk are just some of the fantastic things she's seen during this impossible adventure. Surely, this troubled girl must be insane, and her doctors aim to cure her with a treatment that will make her forget everything. Alice seems ready to put it all behind her, especially the painful memory of the genie she fell in love with and lost forever. The handsome and mysterious Cyrus, played by Peter Godot. But deep down, Alice knows this world is real, and just in the nick of time, the sardonic Knave of Hearts, played by Michael Sosha, and the irrepressible White Rabbit, played by John Lithgow, arrive to save her from the doomed fate. Together, the trio will take a tumble down the rabbit hole to this wonderland where nothing is impossible. Once Upon a Time in Wonderland stars Sophie Lowe as Alice, Michael Sosha as the Knave of Hearts, Peter Godot as Cyrus, Emma Rigby as the Queen of Hearts, got John Lithgow from Third Rock from the Sog, among other things, as the voice of the White Rabbit. Once Upon a Time in Wonderland was written by Edward Kittis and Adam Horowitz, who served as executive producers, Stephen Perlman and Zach Estrin, who also served as executive producers, and the pilot was directed by Ralph Hammaker. Once Upon a Time in Wonderland is produced by ABC Studios. Yes, and what we're going to do with this is just discuss. If we're interested in watching this show, which will be airing Thursday nights at 8, 7 central on ABC, beginning October 10th. So let's start things off with Nico, because if he wants to watch the show. I will absolutely be watching this show. I saw the preview trailer and thought, wow, yeah, this is a lot better than I thought it was going to be. I think we've actually discussed this a couple of times, guys, that some of us were a little hesitant to watch this spinoff because we were sort of losing interest or thinking that the quality of the original show was going down. So we were like, well, is it really a good idea to do a spinoff at this point? But I think that this one really captured something and at least stirred something in me that makes me want to be like, oh yeah, I want to watch this. So I'm actually going to watch it on October 10th. Yeah. How about you, Andy? I'm pretty stoked for it. Yeah, I I agree with Nico. I was against this spin-off at first because one, Alice has not been established in this in the original series, so that's not a spin-off then. But once I saw the trailer that came out in May, I was more psyched for it. And yeah, the cast looks great. I'm still skeptical to why Jeff Farm is going to be in, on this series, but who knows? It might, it, I'm sure it's going to be interesting. And uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to watch the show. Yeah, this is where I'm at with it. I think I'm going to leave it up to Nico and Andy to cover it. I think I'm going to watch it and check it out. I just feel like still the, the trailer looks cool and everything like that. I just feel like this is going to burn me out. 
called the Once Upon a Time concept. The original show just kind of seems to be going all over the place. It hasn't really ironed itself out yet. I think it still has its problems. And so getting more added on to that is going to be a lot for my brain to process. But I'm still going to check this out and give it a chance. Because just my schedule is getting jam-packed with stuff I want to watch. Adding a spinoff onto another show I'm watching just seems a lot for my schedule. But hopefully I can make it all work. Okay. But I, I, I suggest everyone check it out, especially if you're fans of the other show. Or just like the Alice in Wonderland concept. Because I know a lot of people are fans of it. All right, let's move on. We're going to do uh, our section on the Once Upon a Time panel. We're going to cover this in a little bit more detail because we do cover this show. And just so you know, I will still be covering this with Andy come the fall. At least that's the plan. So I'm still into this show. Again, I still think it needs to have its problems. Could need some things to work out. But, you know, hopefully it'll get worked out this season because it seems like they're going a good direction at the beginning of this season. But we'll see. The panel included Adam Horowitz, Edward Kitsis, Jennifer Goodwin, Jennifer Morrison, Josh Dallas, Emily DeRaven, Colin O'Donohue, Robert Carlyle, Lana Perilla, and Michael Raymond James. The panel started off with footage of Leroy getting a fork stolen out of his lunchbox. Kind of this leading to the first appearance called The Little Mermaid on this series. Then the video cut into a quick commercial break, a morning show called Good Morning Storybook, hosted by Yvette Nicole Brown and Paul Shear, featuring dating advice from Dr. Whale and a low-budget commercial from Mr. Gold's Pawn Shop. If you lived it, I have it. Robble Carroll narrated in the clip, noting that all the significant magical objects from the show have found their way into his hands. On that note, the full episode of Good Morning Storybook will be available on the Season 2 DVD. Yeah, so that's cool. Check it out. Next up, the attention went on the cast of Once Upon a Time as they discuss all the romances fans have been shipping, including the most popular pairing between Captain Hook and Emma. But we don't see this happening because Neil's still going to be in the picture next season. So I think that's more where things are going to go. I agree. I don't like that ship at all. Yeah. Well, it's what the fans want, so they're crazy. Some some fans. Yeah. Some fans. Some fans. As for other new characters that are going to be introduced this season, it was revealed that Peter Pan is going to be non traditional, can maybe even a little frightening. Also Tinkerbell who have an unlikely connection to one of the characters. Can meeting her will lead to some big surprises. So I'm anxious to see how that's gonna work. Yeah. No, I don't think it's tomorrow. <laughs> oh, good. Well, okay. I hope she. I hope tomorrow dies. Other information about yes. next season included a new layout in the airings of the episode as season three will run into a set of 11 consecutive episodes, each with own block in the fall and one in the spring. Finally, the panel was wrapped up with fan questions, which mainly got across the point that the character's main goal next season is to get where they belong, which seems to be the fairy tale world, but that was kind of unclear when it came to Emma and Henry. It was also asked if we were going to see a breakup between Snow White and Prince Charming, but from what the actors said, it was going to remain intact, but they've probably only seen the first six scripts of the season, of season three, so it's still possible the showrunners have a rift between this power couple in mind. Hopefully not, in my opinion. I agree. I think we've been there and done that. So with that, you guys, what was your thoughts on come? what's to come for Once Upon a Time? I'm excited for Mermaid. I hope she's yeah. going to be played by Glee's Melissa Benoist, who me and Wu have been suggesting for a while, but I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. But I'm glad that she's going to show up. I, I saw the footage. It was kind of iconic that she stole the fork and everything. Yeah. And uh, But it's interesting 
interesting that she can now she can shape into the mermaid and to human, which is um, not part of the of the mythos. Right. But you know, once upon a time always does their own take on it. So it's going to be interesting to see what they will do with like and how who they will cast. Yeah, that's kind of the splash mythos rather than the yes. <laughs> Little Mermaid mythos. So I think it's kind of a combination of multiple. Oh, the movie splash. Oh, I, I love that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. I, I keep forgetting. Sometimes I have to explain those references to, to you, Andy, because I know I, I apparently you've seen that movie, but mm-hmm. I. I could be sure that you had. But Dan, I knew you knew what I was talking about the second yes, I said yes. it. Daryl Hannah. Yeah, gotta love that. Tom Hanks. Uh, well, good stuff. It just it makes it easier to work with. Yeah, I think you're right. Because and I think it's gonna be she has control over it where, you know, Daryl Hannah had to dry out before she could yeah. change in, into human form. And anytime she got wet, her fin appeared. I don't necessarily think that's going to be the case. I do think it's going to be more that she is just able to morph between the two. Unless Ursula may have done some sort of deal with her or, I don't know, Rumpelstiltskin because he seems to do all those deals. Yeah, Ursula is now Rumpelstiltskin. (laughs) Oh, good Lord. Well, he's everybody else. (laughs) It's probably, right? We're going to see that, right? Yeah. My sister always makes a running gag about that. Oh, it's going to be Mr. Gold again. Here we go. Yeah. He's everybody. He's, he's the beast. He's the, the, the <laughs> crocodile. He's, yeah. I, I'm surprised he's not going to show up as one, on Wonderland as uh, Alice's father, you know? I think that might be too big of a stretch. <laughs> Feels that way sometimes yeah. with him. He may show up in some part as an anti-hero or even a, a villain in the Wonderland story, but I don't think it'll be in the real world. I think it'll be in the Wonderland world. I agree. Probably. But I, I think almost that's too much of a crossover. I, I, yeah. I don't know. I think they're going to try and establish their own villains instead. Like Jeff Farr. <laughs> Maybe. It makes, still makes no sense, but please continue. Yes. All I got to say is just make sure they have their crap together. Because last season kind of cut points, Andy and I were talking about how it was going, skewing off all over the place. Just narrow things down. Make it straightforward. Can keep focused on what the show's about. I think we'll be okay. Are you guys excited about Neverland? Yes. Okay. Yes. Are you excited? And do you think they're going to be able to handle a non-traditional Peter Pan? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And, and if the story could just at least half a season stay focused on Neverland, and that's what it is, then it's fine. When it goes skewing off all these other places, that's when it gets into trouble. And um, I think last season, once they got back to Storybrooke, and everything was ironed out and they knew where they were going, they were fine. Okay. So as long as they have a straightforward goal, they're fine. And then I think, yeah, tomorrow and what's, I forget what the other guy's name is now. Stupid face? Yeah, they got to go. I think your villain needs to be either, if it's Peter Pan, go with Peter Pan. Might be something else. And cast me as well. I'm kidding. And and I would like to see maybe a little bit of what's going on back in Storybrooke. We will. Going back and forth. Because I think it's going to do what Falling Skies did, Nico, when you know how the Masons got out of town. It brought a bunch of other good characters to the forefront. Yes. I think that's what they need to do with Once Upon a Time. Unfortunately, because of the new Joss Holloway show coming out, Intelligence, taking Megan Ori, we're not going to get to see Ruby as one of those forefront characters. You had to remind us. You had and to that, remind that, us. That, that, I'm sorry, Andy, but that's I'm done. That's the way I would have gone in doing this plotline. Unfortunately, they can't. Right, yeah. They should have tied down Megan Ori's contract and just... She was going to be a star. You could tell that from day one when they did yeah. the first episode featuring her. Absolutely. So they should... They should have done their work and they should have invested in one of their stars and brought her on as a not just a recurring as a full time cast member, you know, yep. but they didn't do it. And now they can't do it. So that's exactly. unfortunate. I don't want to talk about it anymore. All right. Yeah. Well, that's fine. So we're going to move on anyway. Yep. Great segue, Andy.
the story of several young people from around the world who represent the next stage in human evolution, possessing special powers including the ability to teleport and communicate with each other telepathically. Together they work to defeat the forces of evil. So, Nico, tell us about your report about the Tomorrow People from Comic-Con, because from what I heard, you got to see a pilot as well. I did. Haha, <laughs> Dan, you're, you're the only one who didn't see it. Me and Nico did it. Thanks Sorry. for leaving me in the dark. <laughs> well, you should have gone to Comic-Con. No, go All right. Go. All right. Well, I actually recorded that from the Comic-Con floor, so we're going to oh, go that, ahead and oh. play that, and then we'll discuss whether we're not, we'll be watching this in the fall, and Andy, you and I can discuss wh- what we enjoyed about the pilot without being too spoilerish. Hey, everybody. It's Nico coming back to you for the final panel of Comic-Con for my time on Comic-Con. Just got out of the tomorrow, people. of 11 consecutive episodes, each with own block in the fall and one in the spring. Finally, the pa- And that was followed by a trailer for the World of Warcraft movie. That's a popular video game, and that's going to start production in 2004. Much like we can sort of understand Magneto and his reasons for fearing the There's a ton more to talk There's about it, so that'll be on the special Comic-Con episode All right, later. thanks, guys. All right, well, thanks, guys. I, I got to see it on well, preview I, night. I got to that see it on preview first, night. That was, that I think that was the first pilot I got to see. And that was my favorite. That was my favorite. Too too much because I sometimes I talk too much and sometimes I think. So I'm just going to say, X-Men, this has a similar feeling to it. This is a great cast. Peyton Liz, who I think all three of us recognize as Marvel, she was. I'm glad she was. 
was. I, I'm glad that we, her I, that we could see her female as lead character. It's female a great lead character. Cast, and it's a great once cast, I get catch up with Supernatural, I'm going to catch up with Supernatural. I'm going to even more realize how Mark Pellegrino is. Mark Pellegrino is. Who was Lucifer. And it's all I would say is that there's a big twist in the pilot. Check it out on Wednesday night. 9 p.m. right after Fun to see how they continue to use those features each week and 
get each week new things we coming out of this story. It's coming out of this story. I think it's going to be a good show. I think it's going to be a good show. So with that, we're going to move into one of the big events of this panel. That took place on Saturday. That took place on Saturday. Big announcements Big announcements were made. Andy several voicemails were Very, very excited. Very, very excited. Really? I thought I sounded way too silent. Do you still have them? Yes, but I'm not going to play them on air. I didn't think you would want me to do that. Let me listen to them first. Well, let me listen to them first. And then we can see what we can do. He sounds like he's at a drunken frat party. Home. Okay. Okay. Let's Drunken frat party. Drunken frat party. Oh, my Lord. Okay. Let's get into it. Okay. Let's get into it. That's how exciting this is. It makes you drunk. So what we're going to do here is we're going to come the other movies that were mentioned. the other movies that were mentioned. Because there's a big announcement. Because there's a big announcement. Much rather talk about them. Andy was at this panel. Andy was at this panel. So when I talk about the trailer footage. Anything you want to add and if you have anything you want to excited about these make us more excited about these films. Films. Feel free what you saw feel okay. free to do so. I will okay Warner Brothers and Legendary, Warner Picture, Brothers and Legendary trailer Picture Trailer Footage and announcements trailer regarding, footage the, upcoming movies, regarding the upcoming movies, Godzilla, Godzilla movie, Gravity, The Lego Movie, Lego movie Empire, 300 and Rise of an Empire, and Seventh Son. And the first Seventh we were going to talk about a summary for this movie is the 18th century adventure story. Centered on a young Thomas, to apprentice to the locals, to learn how to fight evil spirits. His first great challenge with a powerful mother, I'm interested in, in seeing I am this, and I actually think it will be much better than Jeff Bridges' other sci-fi other movie this year, R.I.P.D., which I was, R.I.P.D., you know, I liked it because it was Ryan Reynolds and Jeff Bridges, but it was not a good movie. I think this one has a lot more potential, and I think it's going to be interesting, and if I'm not mistaken, if I'm not based on a book, is that right, a book series, is that right, a book series? Yeah, so at least the source material has been out there, I know R.I.P.D.'s based on a graphic novel. He's based on a graphic novel, but I think done well. This I think done has a pretty good chance of being good. Yeah, just the dude as a wizard. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, just the dude as a wizard. It's kind of interesting. I don't know. Anything you want to throw in about this? Anything you want to throw in about this? I'll give you that. It looked good. It looked good. Don't get me wrong. You didn't really capture your interest. You didn't really capture your interest. I will maybe see it when it comes out on DVD or Blu-ray. But it was cool seeing Jeff Bridges. But it was cool seeing Jeff Bridges. Because he's, well, he's Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges is the dude. Good stuff. All right, and then Good we saw. All right, and then we saw a that I'm pretty excited about. A movie that Ooh. I'm pretty excited about. Godzilla. Ooh. Godzilla. Nico, you want to take away the summary? Nico, you want to take away the summary? Yeah, a giant, yeah. A giant radioactive Godzilla monster awakens from its slumber to wreak destruction on its creator. Can really I want to see this movie. I want to see this. The first Godzilla movie. I should say the first movie. I should say the first movie. Roland Emmerich was Roland Emmerich was kind of like the old school movies. They're kind of. But I really want to see Godzilla. But I really want to see Godzilla. I think this is going to be cool. Plus Brian Cranston, plus Brian Cranston in the movie, kind of adds to its credibility. Adds to its credibility. Yeah, when I heard Brian Cranston, yeah, when I heard Brian Cranston was involved, I was much more excited. I'm not a huge Godzilla fan. I'm not a huge Godzilla fan. Big old monster movies, not really my forte. 
Forte, but Brian Cranston, right. but Brian Cranston, a good Godzilla, a good Godzilla could be done well, could be a lot of fun. I didn't see and Pacific I didn't see but Pacific everybody Rim, said but it was everybody said it was stunning. stunning. And just if they could do something similar with, with a good Godzilla with a good Godzilla story, then I would be with you on that too. And there was police footage showing, footage showing, you could correct me, you could correct me, but Brian Cranston's character, it's like it has that gear, it's like it's chasing down some wing, they're chasing down some wing. Mothra, that looks like 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 Mothra, that looks well, and then we got to see the full trailer. We got to see the full trailer. Most of the things that you said, I'm not really accurate. I'm not entirely, but it sounds pretty. But I don't remember if you saw the face of Godzilla. But we did see a lot of shots of the bigger size of the monster, and we did see a monster, and we did see which I think you described, which I think you described called. Yeah, there's at least yes. one more. Yeah, there's at least one more monster. And it looked good. And I'm, you know, and this was and I'm, you know, I'm this was the movie we're going to talk about later on. And this was the movie I was this was the movie I worked to see before arriving at Holly, before arriving at Holly, because Aaron Bryan Johnson, you know, from the teas I saw last, you know, from the teas I saw last year. Look, it comes out on May, comes out on next year, I believe. Next year, I believe. And I recommend it. It looks fantastic. It looks fantastic. It's it is cool. It's a more darker story. It's a more darker. Because I didn't know it was going to be there, so it was Because they all die in, 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 in
The way to describe it on the panel was that it is a sequel in a way, but it's like, imagine it happening on a different side of where 300 
that would now be do we have, have yeah. Now do we have? Well, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. It was a good trailer. Was a trailer. Kid, there was a kid that did a walk away. He went to the microphone. He went to the microphone. He asked what he was like. I hope so. Everybody just went nuts. Everybody just went nuts. Look at YouTube. Look at YouTube. Dan, there's but there's one more thing. There's one more thing. And may I take this one? And may I take this one? Yeah. You can take this one. Yeah. Yes, I'm gonna take this one. Yes, I'm gonna take this one. I have no idea what he's talking about. I have no idea what he's talking about. I've been here sober for a whole year. So we thought all the we thought all the times were done. But then suddenly, Zack Snyder says, Zack Snyder's coming. And comes in, and they announce the freaking movie. We see a Superman logo showing up. Superman logo showing up on the screen. Followed by if your friends symbol. If your friends, if you saw, if your friends, if you saw, if your friends would face the video that I recorded, the video that I recorded. Yeah, you should have been. Yeah, you should have been after I went bananas. But before I go geeky, but before I go geeky, how loud did it get in there? Epically, it was about like that. It was about like that could have been like that could have been like that like that could have been like that like that. But let's just go for but let's just go wise. You know, info wise. Right now, not title and right now, not title and it's by anything titles either Batman between the titles either Batman or Superman. and we don't know much all the things they did was because all the things they did was from the Dark Knight Returns and then we don't know if there's going to be a villain or if there is who is going to be the villain who is going to be the villain but we know it's going to be a new we know it's going to be a new actor not Christian Bale so people start crying into accept reality but I'm excited but I'm excited to see there's been rumor that there's been rumor that there's going with a Fourier kind of turn off to me sorry but hopefully we'll cast somebody really good like Paul Urban that could be cool that could be cool like and also think about like he's that. doing a show and also now. About he's doing a show now. And the show is owned by one of the So maybe there is somebody will consider. Somebody will consider. I don't know. Interesting. It's going to be going to do with because this is the movie that like isn't this movie that like isn't this one of the movies that people have been asking for a bad Superman movie? A bad Superman movie. The idea of them teaming up was interesting. Yeah, but that was the highlight. But that was the highlight day. And before I let and before I let go, I send both Dan and I send both Dan. And crazy voicemails and yeah. people around me and people around me were laughing with me because I was just it was like I was like a five year old getting all the stuff that I want like over two hundred like over two hundred more or something so just call it World Finals okay Nico just call it World Finals okay Nico what did you think about this announcement well I have my mind like Andy did my mind like Andy did I love when people I love when people find I had probably a very I had probably a very similar private Similar reaction similar when I heard the reaction when I heard there were going to be more Star Wars films. Last so I understand. So I understand. I I'm happy about this. I love happy about this. I love my man. So my man. So there's going to be another Batman film. Another Batman film. Idea of teaming up. Idea of going teaming up against or going up against Superman. I think there will be going up against going up against and then usually how these things work. Usually how these things work. I do think that I do think 
a lot of fun to see. A lot of fun to see. Don't think they're going to go in. Don't think they're going to go in. That doesn't make sense to me. That doesn't make sense. He will be further along. He will be further along than his Superman. Then that's fine. Superman. But that's the idea that there was a Superman around and Batman didn't ever investigate him. Ever investigate him? You know, he's like forty. You know, he's like forty. Is Superman? Yeah, that thirty three. Yeah, that doesn't make sense to me. They need to be. I think same age range. Same age range. Batman's a little bit. But Batman, I don't think want older. him to be. I don't think want older. him to be that yeah. much older. I agree with that. Hopefully, yeah. it's, so, just rumor. Hopefully so, it's just a rumor. Hopefully, it's just a rumor. Hopefully, it's just a rumor, and it's well, going to be fine. They're, they're well, going to make it work. It's they're going to make it work. Amazing. It's going to be. Yeah. I have not been. Yeah. I have not been majorly disappointed about major. Like I wasn't a huge fan of the last. I wasn't a huge fan of the last. I liked it. I liked it. I liked it. I'm still a Batman. I'm still a Batman fan. Begins. My favorite in that series. That's my favorite. That's my favorite Batman movie. That's my favorite Batman movie. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I'm an origin story. Yeah, I'm an origin story. That's what I love. That's, I love that's what the, I love. The idea of origin stories. The idea and of Batman's origin story. And Batman's origin story. I don't think anywhere. I don't think anywhere. Definitely not in film. Oh, definitely not in film. Done better. Agreed. But I'm excited. But I'm excited. A follow-up question. A follow-up question. Are you okay with the fact that we are going to get to see Batman already established? Yeah, I think we've had enough. Yeah, I think we've had enough Batman jumping in with an established character. Is okay. Character is anybody okay. Who doesn't know anybody Batman who doesn't or what know how Batman he came about, or what hasn't how he been came paying about, attention hasn't last been paying attention or you know or I think you know if any other I think if any other jumped in with if an established Flash he jumped in with an established Wonder Woman Wonder Woman Wonder Woman Wonder Woman those characters those characters in the somatic story somatic or haven't been in the somatic or haven't been in the somatic world enough it would feel or at least it would feel in the feature film cinematic feature film cinematic world just enough jump in to but batman just has. jump in batman but batman had 89 had 89 batman batman returns batman and robin batman and robin and batman bat nipples batman bat nipples batman begins got a very popular got a very popular very yeah very very animated very popular series another very popular animated series justice league he's been in justice league he's unlimited all of these things all of these things everywhere everybody knows everywhere so everybody knows that good so it's, it's, I'm okay with good. that. Yeah. I'm, I'm okay really with that. Yeah. Really what I've got to say about the movie is, of course, I'm psyched This is something I've wanted to see. This is something I've wanted to introduce to Batman. since I was introduced to Batman first. I was introduced to Batman first. But I think in terms of plotline, we're not really sure if Gary Ullman back is supporting I think you should start all that over again. I think you should start all that over again. But for the villain in the next film, I'm saying with what I was going with, I thought they were originally going to do a Man of Steel 2. But I thought they were originally going to do a Man of Steel 2. Being the bad guy. I think that's still there. Can I think that's still there? Can I think this follow the plot line of Batman? Follow the plot line of Batman. Because I just think that's one of the best. Because I just think that's one of the best team up stories. Now it's not going to follow it exactly. Now it's not going to follow it exactly. Because we all know because that has a few other things. So they're going to have to adapt it. So they're going to have to adapt it a little bit. Because I think they'll do that by the Dark Knight Returns. From the Dark Knight Superman and Batman. Superman and Batman with each other. I think that'll be thrown in there. I think that'll be again the movies that again the movies that I not go that route. I just think that's DC Comics has up their sleeve. DC Comics has something that people want. I think something that people and I'm going to get into more on that. I'm going to get into more on that when Michael and I do our regarding this episode. But that's where I'm at right now. But that's where I'm at right now. Story and I'm excited to see come a story. Are you guys in the same boat? Are you guys in the same boat? We just went over that. Yes. 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 Yes.
heavily based because it's been I don't want to see an old Batman the way that Dark Horror goes. The way that Dark Horror goes. I want to see them being against. I want to see them being against each other. And I want the end of the movie. And then I want my freaking trusting movie. I want my freaking trusting movie. Nico, I think it needs to set up. I think that that's the I think the way this needs to go. The way this needs to go. As long as it gets there, I'm going to have fun watching. I think I'm going to have fun watching this and how it brings these two great friends, allies together. Allies together. Yeah, I think the first not understanding each other. Not understanding each other. And then the movie's going to end. And then the movie's going to end with them understanding and understanding and understanding and understanding why they need to bring together. Why they need to bring together. Yeah, I forget which. Yeah, I forget which. Which book in one of the books? Bruce one of the books. Bruce Clark. Remember, Clark. I'm the one human. I'm the one human. Dark Knight Returns. Dark Knight Returns. Dark Knight Returns. And so, and so, yeah. So, like, I love that idea. I love that idea. I think that that's what we need to see in this thing, and that's how they became. And that's how they came to understand each other. Came to understand each other. They both how they both took a step in the other. How I met Clark. How I met Clark. And how I met Sorry. I think Batman's going to see him kill Zod. I think Batman's going to see him kill Zod. I got to do something. I got to do something. And that's going to be. Maybe that's why he might win. Maybe that's why he might win in the movie. I think he's going to start out that way. I think it's going to be Bruce Wayne and Luther. Batman trying to figure out who's the right person to follow. Who's the right person to follow. All right. Well, let's move on to talking about the other big superhero movie coming out. Oh, my God. There's more? There's more? There's another superhero movie coming out. There's another superhero movie coming out. Oh, dear Lord. At the 20th Century Fox panel. Well, basically, we just started off. Well, basically, just started off with Cotton the Wolverine, Cotton the Cotton the Wolverine, Cotton the Dog. We're not really going to talk about that because we're not really going to talk about that because so go see it if you want to know about that. So go see it. And I'm not really into the plan. I'm not really into the plan. I have friends who love it. And I have friends who love it. And they're entitled to their opinion. But come on, learn about that movie. Go learn about that movie. Go research it online. Find out everything you want to know. Find out everything. But what I do want to talk about. But what I do want to talk about. What we want to talk about. What we want to talk about. The biggest. Supposedly the biggest. Supposedly the biggest. They will come out in our generation. Will come out in our X-Men Days of Future Past. And, 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 and tell everyone who surprised, surprised everyone to come surprised? to talk about this movie. I mean, who, who, which surprised? I mean, who, who, which surprised or what was said? Well, what was I think said. most well, of them, because I think most of them, because when, but here's before the, the thing, when, when, before the panel started, we saw the whole table, they were getting more tables in and more shares and so on, saying, I was thinking, they're all here, and I knew that both Magnetos and both was going to be there, and I didn't expect to see, I didn't expect to see, no, I was. No, I was. The surprising was. The surprising was. The whole panel was how amazing the whole panel was. How amazing it was. A great surprise. I knew it was a great surprise. But I knew it was going to be amazing. But it went out because my expectation because this is a franchise that's been on since ten, thirteen years ago. It was fantastic to see all them coming together and seeing the first trailer. No, it was amazing. No, it was amazing. Seeing Ian McKellen, seeing Ian McKellen, Michael Fassbender, James McAvoy, one of the finest parts of 
that one of the fun parts of that panel was Halle Berry asking getting why does love? Storm and then what she meant by that was why does she have a love interest? Because she have a love interest. She's been reading on the internet. She's been reading all the internet. You know, seeing all the words Storm and some Halle Berry. And I'm like, I had to be. And I'm like, I had to be. Like, I love you. Then she's like, I love you. Then she's like, I'm like, oh good grief. That's what she. Oh good grief. That's what she. No, but it was fantastic. No, but it was fantastic. Seeing, we got to see Ellen Page back. We got to see Ellen Page back. John Ashmore there as well. John Ashmore there as well. Mine and Nico's favorite shows. The following shows. The following shows. Superhero by Night. Agent by Night. Agent by Night. Speaking of another one of our favorite shows. Come there's an actor from a show that was there, right? Like that was there. You want to read the headline for that one? You want to read the headline for that one? Peter Dinklage. Yes. Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage. Yeah. Peter Dinklage being Days of Future Past. Being Days of Future Past. Bolivar. The creator of the creator of the Sentinels. Adding a whole new dynamic. Humans versus machines. Versus machines. I've never seen before. I've never seen before. You agree with that? Yeah. You agree with that? Yeah. I really think it's going to be interesting. Peter Dinklage. You know, as Peter Dinklage has a physical disability, and I think someone disabled, and I think someone disabled, coming is very interesting. Kind of is very interesting. Kind of is almost the opposite. I think that's kind of neat. So I think that's kind of neat. Type of thing and that type of thing. People who are you know considered as an outcast. Considered as an outcast. Because sometimes people with going up against another going up against another outcast. That feels like they're interesting. That's really interesting. That dynamic. So I how all that's going to work. How all that's going to work. Which seems really fascinating. Which is Peter Dinklage is awesome. Peter Dinklage is awesome. Great actor. He's a great actor. And himself. And himself. I just can't wait to see. Because Bolivar Trask is because Bolivar Trask is human scientist guy. Now Peter Dinklage can now could add a whole new layer to the character. That's layer to the character. Really fascinating. Really fascinating. I don't know if I agree with that. I don't know if I agree with that. I don't think that just because of his disadvantage, I don't think it makes him different. It makes him the same. No matter what. It makes him the same. No matter what. Yeah. No. Well. Yeah. No. Well. Him as an actor. Him as an actor. Him as a character. That, I mean, because you get what I'm saying here. Because you get what I'm saying here. I do. Yeah, they may not go that. Yeah, they may not go that. Might bring the fact that he's not only face. He's not only face discrimination from humans, but he's fearful of the mutants at the same time. And since he's already just feeling like an outsider, then also then also issue becomes a thing and becomes his thing. Response to that is to build these to build these machines. Sentinels. That you know, and I don't. That, I, know, I see where, I what you're saying, I, I see Andy, where, what you you're saying, see, Andy, being you don't a matter of his being disability, a matter but I think if they do add I think that, if they do add that, it will make it, to it even it will more complex, complex even more complex character. His motivation, his motivation, even more be even more probably explained a little bit better than we are doing here. We are doing here on this part, but I do think it's going to deepen that character and give him another motivation for why he's fearful, and maybe he's fearful of and maybe he's fearful. Well, so I, I, I think well. it's going to be interesting to see. I love Peter Dinklage. I said earlier in the podcast. I said earlier in the, the podcast. Best, one, of the best, one of the best actors on television. Actors on television. And, and I absolutely stand behind that. Stand behind that. Yeah, and if they address that, they're going to handle it tactfully. Oh, Nico, by the way, because you and I watched following, because you and I watched following, Adam Canto in the trailer, he awesome. Yeah, we mentioned one of our discussions last he had been cast in that. He had been cast great for him. Yeah, was great for him. Can we also have Omar Sy in this film? So Bishop's going to be a part of this story. Bishop's going to be a part of this story. Like he is in the comics. And Quicksilver. And Quicksilver. But he didn't say much on the panel. He just said, like, oh, he's sad. And he's kind of sad. And he's kind of sad. And when he got the question again, he said the same thing. So I'm wondering, is he a small part of this movie? I don't know. There's a big debate about Quicksilver right now. Because he's also supposed to be in the event. Because he's also supposed to play 
played by Aaron supposedly Taylor Johnson, played by Aaron Taylor who's Taylor also Johnson, who in Godzilla. Who's yeah. also in Godzilla. I'm surprised they didn't. I'm surprised they didn't. Scarlet Witch has not been mentioned in Days of Future Past. Well, I don't think she's really in that story. Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch were already Avengers. By the time, so I don't know how it's going to work. So I don't know. I'm going to buy the book and see what I'm going to buy the book and see what happens. Brian Singer said that very important part of the story. A very important part of the story. I have no idea. I'm glad it's him. No idea. I'm glad it's his something. And he's going to bring back some things. Bring back Cyclopes. Cyclopes is going to win. And I think it's going to be a fantastic movie. And I hope they release it pretty soon. It looks pretty spectacular. Well, there was. I guess from what the footage was shown, we had Old Magneto and Old Xavier who are now allies. Wolverine's consciousness yes. to, the to his younger body. Yes. Mm-hmm. To his and younger then, body. Mm-hmm. He's got to convince young Xavier, he's got to convince to fix his mistakes, to, to keep the world mistakes, from being overrun, by the world from being overrun. And then there were like character headshots, some combat stuff. Some combat stuff. Some combat stuff. Some combat stuff. I think they showed something of Wolverine fighting Magneto. But there weren't any. There were some hints to it. There were some hints to it. But they just recently released. But they just recently released some good looks, which was fantastic. And they were giving out some free. They were giving out some panels. One of them was one of them was sentinels. Come on, yeah. we want to see. So it. I take it yeah. all across the board. So I take it all across the board. We're all excited to see. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. Think yeah. I agree. I, I think there's great actors in it. Oh yeah, I love the cast. Oh yeah, I love the cast. Go see Wolverine if you haven't seen it. Go see Wolverine if you haven't seen it. And stay for the credits. Yes, I will stay. Yes, I will stay. Let's move over to a short panel. Let's move over to a short panel, which was the Lionsgate panel. Which was the Lionsgate panel. That only had two movies. yeah, the Hunger fire. Games catching Katniss fire. Everdeen and Peter Katniss Everdeen and Peter Mullar become targets of the Cap 74 after victory in the Sparks of Rebellion in the District of Rebellion in the District of Penham. I love this series. The movie was pretty good. The first movie was pretty good. The first movie was pretty good. I think this is coming to be Jennifer Lawrence. Come a huge Jennifer Lawrence fan. Who is it? I think this is going to be a great movie. I think this is going to be a great movie. This book was a letdown for me. A letdown for me. I loved the first book. I loved the first book. And I read all three. And I read 
all three books a in a week and a half or something. And, and I really enjoyed the first book. And I really enjoyed the second book. book felt the second book first half of it for the very much half like of a retread much of like retread the previous of story. The previous very few story. changes. Very I mean, few obviously changes. I mean, obviously the seventy fourth Hunger Games. So you know, so some things are different. No, some things are different. But a lot of the same themes were retread were retread and it felt too. And why am I reading this again? Why am I reading this again? It's just slightly different, but essentially the same book. The third book has a different feel, but I was a little bit disappointed with the ending. The ending. Very much I liked the first, very three much the first of the three fourths third of book. The so I'd have to say this. So I'd have to say this. My least favorite is my least favorite. And so this movie, and so this movie, to do really well because they changed a few things in the first movie to set up movie to set up the second book. In a movie, it didn't necessarily. So that was why I'm so that was why I'm a little hesitant about this movie because I wasn't this movie because I wasn't all that psyched about the second book. All right. Legit. That, I that hope that they mix legit. it up or move some things around kind of like they did. Because the second Lord of the Rings to make it feel like lots of a retread. Like lots of a retread. So hopefully they don't do that. Agreed. So hopefully they don't do that. It looked amazing. It looked amazing. I just felt that Hannah wasn't let down because I felt sorry for Hannah's cast members because she was busy the only one who got questions most of the time. And I didn't say, you know, people love her, but be a bit respectful to the other actors. And the thing was, the other actors, and the thing was, the questions was awful. All the questions were awful. Alright, let's go to Alright, let's go to Marvel Studio President Marvel and Studio Kevin President Feige and producer Kevin Feige and guests provide an inside look at the ever-expanding Marvel Cinematic Universe. The highlights of probably the biggest casting weekend was the casting films for the Dark World, Captain the Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy, and maybe a fourth film. Maybe a fourth film. Now there was already a fourth trailer, but when Feige started talking, somebody interrupted him and it was Tom Hiddleston. And as he was and commanding us, he was commanding us, he was demanding us to shout his name, and he was bragging about like, you know, where you're bragging about like, now, and he was just, and he was just, so then we got to see a trailer, so then we got to see a trailer, the thing I'm most excited about is about this war movie is seeing Echoes and Essa, Echoes was a ninth Doctor was a ninth Doctor Who, as you know, and it looks bigger, and it looks bigger, it looks more fantastic, but there was not a pal sat, but there was not a pal sat, because I thought the show up, but you know, seeing Pamela's show up, up, seeing Stephen Nelson show yeah. up. Do you guys What's have any thoughts up? about yeah. you guys what have you any thoughts about what about you may have heard or seen about Quad 2? That's what I'm excited about. Story being told in Asgard. Story being told or in the Asgard. good portion of the story. The good portion in Asgard. Being told and that's going to be cool. And that's we've seen cool. Thor on Earth. We've seen Thor on Earth. It's going to be interesting to see him on another plane. Location. That'd be fun. Location. That'd be fun. Yeah. Planes. Planes. Yeah. 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 Okay, then the panel moving into the Captain America Winter Soldier. 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 Captain America Winter
newcomers to also newcomers to the series Anthony Mackie as Emily Lancaster and Revengers Emily Lancaster as Sharon Oh my God, this was oh my God, this was all of those trailer items all of Marvel because we saw Marvel because what I get now what he was saying that this movie was going to fill it and I think it's great to see and I think it's great to see modern American in modern time he had a new suit which looks fantastic and Anthony Mackie was just hilarious all the time he's a freaking badass and he's a freaking badass if you don't see this movie next year, because something's wrong with it, because I think this is going to be my favorite. Phase two, my favorite. Phase two, Avengers two comes out. Avengers two comes out. Well, it's got the most. Well, it's got the most cameo roles in it too. So that helps make it exciting. So that helps make it exciting. It seemed like I don't know if they were talking about it or talking about it. But there's going to be a lot of distrust. There's going to be a lot of distrust between Steve Rogers and Nick Fury and possibly Shield. Is that out of the political? Is that out of the political? I'm not sure. I don't know. I because I only got two times at that one panel, or two times but that it might be. But okay. it might that, be. What was okay. Because that got the panel. There's a lot of that going on. The panel. There's going to be a lot of relationship. There's going to be a lot of relationship and friendship between Captain America and Black Widow. Yeah, of your notes, that yeah, of your notes, that caught my attention. Really caught my attention. The idea that Scarlett Johansson, the idea that Scarlett Johansson, Black Widow, and her Black Widow and Captain going out of missions, going out of missions and working together, and you put it down as sort of you put it down as dynamic between them. Because they, are between sort of because they are sort of morality. Morality. Captain America is by the Captain America is very forties very forties mentality because yeah. 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 Black from. Widow yeah. is a Black much Widow more 90s is a much and more nineties and mentality mentality more loose with the morals a little more free with a little more free with the rules. Interesting to see and it will be interesting and it will be interesting between these two characters especially when she does especially when she does somewhat sympathize because she essentially was because she essentially the Winter Soldier is what the Winter Soldier is until she was flipped. So that's going to be interesting. So that's going to be a great development. I think we'll get great. Yeah, I think she's that's yeah, I think she's that's probably her best movie before. Best movie before. I love between her and Cap and her and Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson is fantastic. And we're also going to see the Captain America. And we're also going to see the Captain America villain. Yes, yes. No costume. Yes, no costume. Yes, a big badass. I love this badass. I love this actor. If you have not seen it. Go see if you have not seen it, the fantastic go see movie. And the fantastic movie. He was awesome. And, uh, no, he we didn't get to see too much of it. He was in one. Too much of it. He was in one. They, they, they started out in a big scene, and they did one big scene, and they did one big scene. But he, I think he's kind of good. He, I think he reminds me so much about Manu Bennett for some reason. They kind of look similar. So no, but I don't know much about Crossbones. No, but I don't know much about Crossbones. Just looking from you know, just looking from you know, hearing from the name, it's gonna be pretty good. I think it's gonna be pretty good. I also feel like a lot of this movie is gonna have a fact. It's gonna have a fact on what's going on with Asia. With the helicarrier, like with the helicarier, being shown crash Kobe Smulders being in this, kind of also popping up, kind of also popping up. She's in the shield pilot. She's on, she's on shield. She's on, she's on shield. I saw a news article. I don't know when she shows up. I don't know when she shows up. Let's go into let's go into Guardians of the Galaxy. And this was probably the most fun one. Well, let's see. Next up was discussion. Next up was discussion on Guardians of the Galaxy. I haven't heard about. I haven't heard about. I haven't, heard, I haven't heard about the character at all. I haven't heard about the character at all. I just know about it that there's a, a green dude, a big a green raccoon, dude, a raccoon, and some sort of Marvel-based Han Solo. Basically, this is the Marvel version of Star Wars. But it looks freaking fantastic. Can I just say that it was just surprising to see Karen Gillan as bald? I'm bald. I'm sorry for being so premature in my script, but I'm sorry. She was wearing a freaking wig. Yeah, that's what 
yeah, that's, that's what Chris Harvick said yeah, to her. And, and she had done something yeah, crazy. And, and she had done something crazy. And, and, and she gets the reaction Chris Harvick gets. The reaction Chris Harvick gets is fantastic. Because it's fantastic. Because it's like, oh my god. She ain't any pun anymore. She ain't any pun anymore. How did you handle that, Nico? I was surprised. I was surprised. I was surprised. I saw the I was surprised. I saw the video of her took off the wig and then took off the wig and threw it in the crowd. And then she put it back on her head. She put it back on her head. He cringed when she did that because when she did that because idea that it went out into the crowd into the crowd the nasty stuff that people might have done because it might have done because it was hers and you know but it was but it was it was you know Chris Hardwick was funny you know Chris Hardwick was a comedian first second and my role model and my role model yeah I loved him yeah I was surprised yeah I was surprised when I saw the footage then I saw Karen Gillan then I saw Karen Gillan herself in her hotel in her hotel and she said how and she how said, was I recognized? How, how was I recognized? Walking around bald, walking around bald, thinking no one recognized her, because they did. Because beautiful woman, even beautiful woman, even this damn strange, this damn strange. That shows also how committed she is to her work as an actor. I think that's fantastic. I was just going to ask. I mean, I was just going to ask. I heard the trailer has a great. I heard the trailer has a great too. I don't know. I don't know. What is most famous? What is Chris Pratt most famous for? Because he's in comedy. Because he's. I haven't seen it by now. Now, I, I haven't seen it by now. I get why he was hilarious. He was because he was he brings a lot of humor to the film. He brings a lot of humor to the film. To the film. Well, James I mean, Gunn is the director. Well, James Gunn is the director. He's a pretty funny he's, guy. He's a pretty yeah. funny so guy. Bringing that himself. comedy, yeah. is, bringing is that comedy, is, is big probably of, of James Gunn. And I'm not sure who Gunn. And I'm not sure. I think he wrote it. I think he wrote it. That makes sense because James Gunn is. Can you recommend me a movie, please? Can you recommend me a movie, please? That he did. Okay, I'm gonna see it. I'm gonna, okay, I'm gonna see it. It's, it's, I'm gonna it's see very it's, dark it's, comedy. It's very dark hilarious. comedy, but it's got Nathan Fillon is in it as well. Nathan Fillon is in it as well. Isn't it? Yeah, he is. Isn't it? Yeah, he is. Isn't he in that? They've done something. They've done something. I don't think so. I don't think so. Is that the one with Rain Wilson? Is that the one with Rain Wilson? Yeah, Rain Wilson. 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 Yeah, Rain
what we do, we know that Quicksilver, Scarlet is going to be in it, Scarlet is going to be in it, Scarlet is going to be in it, bigger characters, we know about Ultron, we know about Ultron, so how do you guys feel about it? So how do you guys feel about it? Well, I heard that based on the Iron Man 3, they're going to have Tony Stark I thought that news was confirmed. I thought that news was confirmed. That's what I heard. Rumor, rumor. I think it's rumor. I think it's rumor. So there's that. So I've seen the rumor. Because when I think of the villain of the Avengers, I think of the villain of the Avengers. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense that they would do that. So it makes sense
Last year, Andrew Garfield, along with director Mark Webb and producers Avi Arad and Matt Tolmuk, launched a new chapter in the Peter Parker story with The Amazing Spider-Man. With a new installment in the franchise due in 2014, join us in Hall H for one of Comic-Con's most highly anticipated panels to hear a bit about what awaits Peter Parker in The Amazing Spider-Man 2. The Amazing Spider-Man 2 panel started out with Andrew Garfield showing up at the event dressed as Spider-Man with the help of this huge video sequence that showed him scaling the walls of Hall H to sneak into the building. This is then followed by a video from Emma Stone where she apologizes for not being there and it cuts into footage, which all of you can see online, of Electro charging up and his face glowing. Yeah, this is pretty cool if you check it out. It's very, very brief, but uh, this is not the traditional green and yellow jumpsuited Electro that you're used to. This is a man made out of pure electricity, much like the Ultimate version, and it's pretty cool looking. And after this footage wrapped up, Jamie Foxx went into talking about his character, explaining how Max Dillon, who's going to become Electro, in case you don't know that already, because a huge Spidey fan, ultimately gets betrayed by three things. Love, his family, and his work. Because this ultimately makes him Electro. Mark Webb added on to this by explaining how liberating it was to get the origin story out of the way so he could go his own direction with Spider-Man, showing the side of the character that enjoys having superpowers by having the character add aspects of physical slapstick comedy to his fighting style with the intent of matching the character's personality. Yeah, there's this is little cool little aspects that Mark Webb is adding to us being able to go inside the character's head with this film and really go into his conflicts that he has going on. And of course, because we know Spider-Man has a lot of them in his personal and superhero life. So, you know, he's really, I think, got a good grasp on the psyche of the character. So I'm excited to see how, how he can do more with that. And now he can kind of take the gloves off because he doesn't have to worry about retreading over the original Sam Raimi Spider-Man film. And with us getting more of the wise-cracking Spider-Man that we love, a new character conflict is going to open up regarding Spider-Man becoming cocky. Because I guess Electro is going to be what puts him in check, much like Metallo did with Superman in early Smallville Season 9. So expect that type of story between Spider-Man and Electro. Then a clip was shown without all the visual effects done of Spider-Man chasing after a truck and saving Max Dillon's life. Max says he's nobody. Spider-Man assures him that he's not a nobody. He's a somebody. This is followed by a cutaway to Gwen saying she loves Peter Parker more than Spider-Man. And then Max is shown climbing into a tube where he gets electrocuted and then falls into a tank full of something swimming. The tank bursts and the next time we see his face, it's glowing under a hood. You will never be invisible again, Harry tells him. Then Max says he wants people to feel what it feels like to live in his world, a world without power. We see him floating and zapping people with his hands. All the lights in Times Square go out and then everything explodes. Spider-Man catches a cop car just before it lands on someone. And I guess all these sequences are pretty much breathtaking, um, mm-hmm. especially the action ones. They said it's seen Spider-Man move really like he's never moved before, and it's just really, really neat what they do here. And again, some of that slapstick comedy I talked about was there. And again, there's a lot of talk that Harry is going to be a major villain in this film, where he's behind the creation of Electro. I'm not sure on that one. It could be also Norman Osborn. So it's up on the air who said, you will never be invisible again, and okay. exactly is the villain. Rumor has it that they're going to set up Harry as the Goblin right away and okay. go around Norman, even though Norman's still going to be in the film. I don't know how that's all going to work, so we'll see on that one. Again, those are all just rumors. 
And then after the clip, we did get a little insight on Harry Osborne on how he's going to be incorporated into the film franchise, learning that he was shipped off to boarding school. And now he's come back home where he's got to reconcile things with Peter, who was his childhood friend. And I don't know if they had a falling out or what happened there, but um, they've got to, you know, guess some of their differences or whatever, become friends again. As for the fan questions that took place to wrap up the panel, there was a huge outcry for Carnage, but Mark Webb said he was scared to use him because it was too much like Spider-Man 3. He then went on to praise Jamie Foxx interpretation of Electro inspired by the Errol Morris documentary The Fog of War about Vietnam era Secretary of Defense Robert McNamara because it presented the theme of empathizing with the enemy. Yeah. Something apparently is something Spider-Man has to do in order to solve the problems that Electro presents. Yeah, and I, I like that they're doing this using other sources to bring a superhero to life. I think that's really interesting to do that because I, I consider superheroes to be modern mythology. So it's cool to use modern conflicts or modern situations from history to bring them to life. Can I just like history be incorporated into anything? So that's cool beads there. And with that, the panel ended with Andrew Garfield commenting on how cool it would be to see Spider-Man with the Avengers, which I think is something everyone would think is cool. But I guess he's not allowed to say that. So unfortunately, it doesn't seem that Sony is looking to make some sort of deal with Disney. Because I think that's a huge mistake on their part. Because really, if Fox and Sony and Disney could get their heads together on these Marvel films, they really would make a killing. So help each other out and help the industry out. We're working out your differences, folks. But it's a business, and sometimes that doesn't always happen. <laughs> yeah. That's for sure. <laughs> so, Nico, I mean, what's your thoughts regarding Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 2, and I guess the unfortunate news that he's really not going to be a part of the Avengers? Well, we knew he wasn't going to be a part of the Avengers just because we right. knew business would get in the way. And the Spider-Man franchise, Sony's not going to give that up no, or give up any rights to the character when they are also working on this trilogy or this series, at least. And... We knew that that just wasn't going to happen. And I think Joss even offhandedly said, yeah, Spider-Man won't ever be a part of the Avengers because it's too lucrative of a franchise on its own. Yeah. And unfortunately, Marvel had to sell the rights to Spider-Man to keep the company afloat a few years ago. And they probably will never get those movie rights back because every time it comes up that they might get reverted back to them, Sony will just make another Spider-Man movie. Yeah. <laughs> and Fox is in there somewhere too, right? Uh, Fox is, that's X-Men. That conflict is with X-Men. Oh, with X-Men. Okay. But there's rumors that it might have gotten worked out because Quicksilver is going to be in the Avengers and X-Men Days of Future Past. But with two separate actors, right? I don't know that for sure. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, I'm mildly excited about Amazing Spider-Man. I enjoyed the first one. Yeah. I liked Andrew Garfield. I think he was a great pick for Spider-Man. I really got burned out with Spider-Man with Spider-Man 3. It just really yeah. it 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 hurt. It hurt and I lost interest. And this new franchise is reigniting some of that interest, but I'm just almost overloaded with the amount of movies I want to see and there are things that have have me more excited. So I don't want to yeah. like I don't want to it's been surpassed crap all over it but at the same time i'm not super excited it's it's gonna be a dvd rent for me more than likely 
I, I love superhero movies, so I'm going to go see it. Oh, of course you are. <laughs> and and I, I love Spider-Man, so I mean, I, I got to go. Come Spider-Man 3, yes, that dug a deep hole into my heart. Yeah. Uh, and I think the first film, okay, this amazing Spider-Man series, suffered because of it. But I think that the problem was they still had to kind of break away from the Raimi franchise. Because the problem with the Raimi franchise is it starts out so good, and then 3 just kills it all, which is just awful. It's just awful. And I, I still say that the first Spider-Man film was a very, very good movie. Very good movie. I mean, I know it's the first go at it, the, the traditional superhero film we have today, but it holds up really well. Mm-hmm. And so because that movie was so good, Amazing Spider-Man just couldn't be that movie. Yeah. Could Amazing Spider-Man 2, with it being a new villain we haven't seen before, get Electro and some other stuff like that, I think this is going to be the movie that breaks away. Good. So I think it's going to come out really well because of that. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right, Dan. I just think when we get closer, when it's, right. you know... I start seeing some of the trailers and thinking about what what movies I'm going to watch next summer. I'll probably be more excited and actually probably go catch it in the theater. It'll just be not the number key, one on my list. <laughs> the key to this film and the key to this franchise is doing the Goblin story right. And Spider-Man 3 did not do it right. And that's sure. what killed it. So if they could do Harry and all that stuff the way they should have done, the way that they started with Franco and Spider-Man 2, they should finish it. And yep. it it's, it's a downright shame that James Franco didn't get to play the true Harry Osborn we know from the comics. He got to play kind of a cheap sidekick knockoff. Yeah, that's unfortunate because he's a better actor than to get to do that. But I guess he's still good with Raimi since he did Oz and had a great time doing that. So, you know, whatever. Yeah, I'm excited. The other big question is if they're going to go through with the plot line where Gwen dies, which is very famous in the comics. Um, if they do that, do that right too. That's going to be a big aspect to it. Because that is a gut-wrenching Spider-Man story. It's very good, but... It, it'll get people talking. So if they can do that, it's good. And it also fits the, the grittiness of something like The Dark Knight or A Man of Steel, I guess. So I think that'll work too. Let's let's see if they can make it work. I think you've got the right director to handle it. Okay. So that's all I've got there with Amazing Spider-Man. Let's go back now into the world of television. Now let's talk about the following. That is now entering its second season that will sadly we'll have to wait for until January 2014, but that doesn't mean we can still talk about it because there was a panel at Comic-Con. So we're going to talk about the two biggest things that we got from that panel because there was still some mystery to what this upcoming season is going to be like. But the biggest thing, first of all, is it is not a surprise. Me and Nick, we knew this was going to happen because the way they showed it in the finale was kind of a hint. Joe Carroll is returning from the dead. So, Nico, how do you think this is going to be dealt with, and um, how do you think it's going to affect the rest of the of the series as based on what happened in the finale? So, what happened is season two is going to be a one year time jump. So, from what everything that happened in the finale of season one, we're going to jump one year ahead. So, Hardy's going to have had time to heal. Joe's going to have some time to heal. Emma's going to make new friends and new followers or meet up with another cult cell. So things are going to be a little bit different than when we first left. There's going to be a a little bit different. So Joe's going to come back and he's going to be back to being a full monster. If, If he was burned, which I don't think was the case, but maybe he will have healed and will have had time to lick his wounds, come up with a new plan and move forward doing that. So I do think it's going to be a good setup because they've done that time jump. Claire's going to have recovered from whatever happened to her in the finale. She and Hardy may be together. They may not. We don't know. 
we don't know if because of her being stabbed and seeing Hardy almost die ends up leaving her so traumatized that, that she can't be with him. We just don't know in those kind of things. So uh, I think this is well done. And I think this time jump is going to make it seem a lot less jarring than if they had just picked up right after Hardy gets stabbed at the end of the first season. I agree with Nico. And also it gives more opportunity to give us more flashbacks as well because... Yeah, absolutely. Good point, Andy. I think we will... I, I think it's safe to say we will get flashbacks from this, you know, this missing year that we are now going to jump forward to. So... You know, we will get to see what happens. You know, I don't know how much Joey is going to play a part of the season, but I, like, it doesn't really matter. But because I'm just interested to see how is those three characters going to deal with their lives after what happened. Yeah, I, think I it's love safe to say that Joey is going to be. No, go on. No, I love flashbacks. So I think that when we do see these flashbacks, you're absolutely right. We're going to see how they spent this last year, but it will all be in flashbacks, and how whatever's going on in the current story is going to relate to how they got over something in the past. And we'll see, much like Arrow uses the flashback to teach us or show us how he learned a lesson or how he learned how to do something, these flashbacks will be how Carol overcame something and got to the point where he's at right now. Or how Joe, or I mean, that is Carol, how Hardy... (laughs) was able to get to the point where he is now. Maybe he's not going to be in a, a, he'll be in recovery from his alcoholism in season two. Maybe getting stabbed and almost dying was finally the point that got him beyond his drinking. Or maybe he's going to be a drop dead drunk because of that. He couldn't handle and went to the bottle. So it'll be interesting to see. And those things will be shown in those flashbacks. I think it's going to be a good op- opportunity. Absolutely. And uh, let's talk about the last bigger point, with it, which is it's not really clear, but we know that there's going to be some new characters introduced this season, mm-hmm. uh, both good and bad. I'm more interested in finding out about the bad characters because, first of all, I just think that some of the good characters are probably just going to replace the one character that I didn't want to see die in the finale. And um, it's kind of sheep in my in my opinion, but th- these bad characters, I'm wondering if they're going to be even more s- crazier, if they're going to be... How, I, I don't know how they're going to be. I'm wondering if they're going to be just as psycho as Emma, or, or worse. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't know anything about these new coming characters, and that's going to be really a, a good thing, in my opinion. I think we're going to see some interesting characters come up and and are these original true believers of carol or are they new people that he's brought in or are they completely opposite or not opposite but outside of carol's influence and were rather just inspired by what he did and maybe they're on their own and learning their own thing or maybe they saw what carol was doing and thought i'm gonna start my own cult i'm gonna start my own serial killer cult and and in the same idea that Carol did, but not be Carolites, not be a follower of Joe Carol. So that's interesting. I like that idea. As well. And so maybe Cult Cell 3 might not have anything to do with Carol. That's interesting. You shocked me. That's good. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm thinking now, because, oh, why do we have to wait till January? It kind of pisses me off. No, but I, I'm, I think it sounds great. And the one thing, and I think it's, I don't think it's going to happen, but I would love, I would like to see some familiar names being cast as these kind of characters. And um, I need to ask you, Nico, would you be okay with seeing Felicia Day as a, a psychopath? I love seeing Felicia Day challenge herself. So she's usually a quirky, good girl. So being a quirky, 
bad guy would be amazing or being not quirky at all just being completely opposite character than she normally plays would be fun for her it would be a challenge to her and it would be awesome as a fan of hers to see her challenge herself as an actress and become a role that is completely outside of the box that everybody puts her in that would be a lot of fun to, to watch another name i would like to put in it would be colin donnell i think it would be fun to see him as a dark character which we kind of expected he would be on arrow but sad that he didn't turn that way so that could be fun i think it would be interesting to see some you know names we recognize and so on yeah, absolutely. And somebody that we've seen only as a bad guy become an ally to Hardy, someone we've only seen as a good guy be a bad guy. The, those are the fun things where they go against type, go against what they're typecast as. That is always fun to see if it's done well. And the following has said that they're going to take the focus off of the FBI. It's not Hardy's not going to be set as an FBI agent, he's going to be doing something else now a year out, whether that's a private investigator, whether he's doing something on his own, whether he got hired by some company, whether he's written another book. We just don't know. He's going to have a new gig that what yeah, Weston is going to be in the story, of course, but is he going to be still an agent or is he going to be working with Hardy in a private sector is he completely so messed up by his encounter, the loss of Parker, all of the trauma that he went through in season one that he's been washed out of the FBI much like Hardy was? Or is he now a refocused agent and running a task force? What is going to be his his thing? Who's going to be working with him? Is it going to be people we recognize more people that's another option for actors that we love to see in other roles coming in and being support staff for him we just don't know there there hasn't been enough information going coming out in the panel and there's no footage that i've seen of season two all i've seen is the actors giving interviews so it's really going to be uh we get to january or probably get to december and they start running the promos for january and be oh my gosh Things have totally changed, and I, I'm looking forward to that change because I think they're going to clean up some of the stuff that we had issues with in season one. I mean, I really liked the show, but Me there too. were definitely things like the FBI being so incompetent that are going <laughs> to change that I think are going to be for the better in season two. And more s'mores. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's been enough s'mores. <laughs> there was the- Okay. Well, that uh, wraps it up for our following section. Um the following returns in January 2014. Better be there, because if you don't, Carol might find you. Let's go back now into the world of television. Talk about one of our favorite shows that got a huge turnaround in season eight, and I think it's just going to either keep getting better or stay back to being the good show it once was. So we're going to talk about Supernatural. Got their Comic-Con panel they had this year. Attending Comic-Con for this year's panel was showrunner executive producer Jeremy Carver, Jared Padalecki, Jensen Ackles, EP Robert Singer, Misha Collins, Mark Shepard, and guest panelist my girlfriend Felicia Day, who also guest starred this season. Yes, and we'll guest star this upcoming season, which is exciting. And with that, the Supernatural panel began with a variety of footage, I think some of it you can see online, including a sizzle reel from season 8, which was cool and set to some great music. They showed a portion of the gag reel, and there was a preview clip of season 9. The preview clip took place during the premiere episode for 
Season 9, and it featured Sam and Dean showing up at the Men of Letters headquarters with a chained-up Crowley to convene with Kevin. Then the brothers are shown dragging Crowley down to a dungeon where Crowley thinks they are going to torture him, but instead they decide to leave him alone, and Sam explains that being in a room by himself with no one to talk to is his own personal hell. Good, I'm pretty sure this is probably going to be the opening teaser to the Season 9 preview, or at least the first scene that's going to be shown after the Supernatural title is shown. Okay, yeah. That's what I'm thinking it is. Because that's what they did a couple years ago, too. At the season 5 premiere, they showed that. So I think that's what's going to happen. And then after the footage, got Jeremy Carver went into talking about fallen angels, revealing that they all have different agendas, and some of them are either lost, or they're scared, or they're vengeful. And also, in terms of their interactions with the Winchesters, the way Carver described it came across as if they're going to help some of the angels, but there may be others who just don't want their help, or could still be the adversaries. So that's interesting. I think every episode, or every couple episodes, we're going to run into different angels who have different agendas and the Winchesters are either going to help them, fight them off, or save other people from them. Okay. In terms of the brothers' relationship this year, the events that ended the season last year has made their bond stronger than ever, but the Winchesters being thrown into a world where the normal constructs of heaven and hell don't exist anymore will create some friction, but nothing like the falling outs they've had in the past. In other words, I think it's safe to say that this theme of sacrifice has been removed from their relationship. Yeah. I agree with that. I think it's out of there, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, moving forward, it was announced that Cass is going to be a human this season. I think we kind of predicted that. Yeah. And it's going to be a remarkable ship for his character. But I think, and I, I hope to God, he's going to maintain his regular personality instead of going cuckoo like he did during season seven. I agree. But that doesn't mean we're not going to get some humor from the character, because apparently he boldly goes where no angel has gone before, into the bathroom. Okay, what's supposed to be a hilarious scene, taking place place during a three-episode arc for Cass. <laughs> nice. Yes. As for the Men of Letters backstory that was brilliantly added onto the show's mythology last season, I guess there are rooms of their headquarters that have not been explored yet, and Sam is going to explore his interest in the academic possibilities that could come from taking after his grandfather. Okay, we called that pretty much, too. Yep. Okay, that's great. I, I like that stuff, though. So, even though we called it, I'm intrigued to see more. In addition to more Men of Letters mythology, Nico is very happy because we're going to get to see more Felicia Day because Charlie, because she is set to guest star in more episodes. Because according to E.P. Robert Singer, they have big plans for her this year, which is um, cool. Yeah, I'm really excited about that. Because she's kind of like the Winchester's little sister, mm -hmm. and it's cool with them and how they play with that theme. Yeah, I really love her interaction with Dean. It's one of the best extra character interactions. I mean, obviously there's Misha Collins, but he's like a series regular, so I, I feel like that interaction is different. But as for just a recurring character, I think this oh, yeah. Charlie character, the interactions with her and Dean are one of the best we've seen in the series in a long time, maybe throughout the whole series. Also, speaking of Misha Collins, he apparently has big plans for the season of Supernatural as he will be directing episode 17 of the season. Yes, that's going to be really cool. Great opportunity for him. And then the panel went into fan questions where a lot of questions were asked about Dean's unbreakable spirit and if Cass will ever get to drive the Apollo. Basically, I mean, this is the same typical stuff you get at any panel, but I got to give Misha, Jetson, and Jared props for having fun with the fans during these questions with Misha explaining that when angels and demons die, they go to Comic-Con Felicia Day making a comment about how the show needed a tough love vagina and this prompting Jared to say that's why they have Mark Shepard. <laughs> 
And Mark Shepard got a good laugh out of that, so that was a lot of fun. Yeah, and if you listen to ATA episode 135, we reported on Comic-Con news that broke after this panel regarding Jim Beaver returning to Supernatural as a fallen angel and a new character being introduced in episode 20 who may get their own spin-off series dealing with the Supernatural events taking place in Chicago. So basically think series like Angel set in the Supernatural universe. Yeah, and... I wrote that last part of the script. Do you think that's what it's going to be? I do. I think it's going to be like almost like an angel spinoff. Okay. I, I agree with that. There'll be references back to Sam and Dean. Maybe we will actually see Sam and Dean in an episode to help kick off that series. Even right. though this episode 20 is going to be, you know, a backdoor pilot opportunity. I think once, if it gets picked up, if it goes forward it, and it's showing next season, like episode two, three, somewhere in that range. Cause I think Buffy came on episode three yes. of Angel. Yeah. So. I think that's exactly a perfect example. Buffy came on to Angel episode three, kind of gave the the new series legitimacy. I think we will see Sam and Dean do a similar thing on this if it gets picked up, if it goes forward. And I think that's good. And I love that it's set in Chicago because, you know, Dan and I are Chicago boys. Yeah, and maybe Death will show up to have some more pizza. <laughs> yeah, got to go deep dish at Lou Malnati's. Right, exactly. Yes, good call. Yeah, I'm excited for this season. I was really scared about this show at the beginning of last season. We both were. Now I'm in a very good place with this show. Yeah. Because Jeremy Carver just turned it around. Excellent job. And I just can't wait to see what more he's got in store for us. Because now that he's got to take the eraser and repair a lot of the damage that Sarah Gamble has done, now he kind of gets to do his own thing. Yes. And I, I can't wait to see where his now newfound creative freedom takes him. But I am sad we're going to lose Betty Lund this season to Revolution. Yeah. That's, that's unfortunate. I think they can hold their own without him but it is sad well i'm hoping that they're not losing him a hundred percent and that I, he may guest you know guest write an episode but he like is going to, to be both shows if you could yeah i think it's going to be too much because he's going yeah. to be an ep on uh, revolution yeah. so i think it's going to be too much but just a single episode be the scribe for a single episode i think that's totally within something he could do but i don't see him being on multiple episodes just because yeah. you know he's going to be trying to resurrect revolution or not resurrect but refocus revolution with right. Kripke. Right. So that's that's unfortunate. But I think everything else will be good. I really hope this spinoff character is good and interesting. Yep. It's it's very important to me that that works out. I hope that if Bobby comes back, the end for his character is much better than what we originally thought it was going to be. Because mm-hmm. they've given the character like three endings now. Right. And so just make it right, please. Just do it right. So that would be good. And again, I don't like I don't like it that it's a new character that's going to be introduced in episode 20. I wish it was some of the supporting characters we have now. So, I don't know, Felicia Day's big break, you know? Come on. <laughs> that's what I said last week. <laughs> you know? So, I don't know. But check out Supernatural. We're going to be discussing it, of course, on ATA. And it's going to be on the new night, Tuesdays, at night 8 Central. Got the CW, just before Person of Interest. will be on CBS. So, Tuesday nights is a big night for me. I've got She. I've got Supernatural, and I've got Person of Interest. Mm -hmm. So, cool schedule. We'll check that out. It's going to be fun. And a lot to write about the next day. Yes. (laughs) Yep. All right. So with that, we're going to move on into a big epic event that everybody was talking about. Again, this didn't give away the big information. We kind of did this. It was kind of given away the next week with the announcement of the new Doctor. But since it did happen at Comic-Con, we should talk about it. And there was some footage show that I think Andy was excited to talk about. So we're going to do all that now as we talk about the Doctor Who 50th anniversary panel. (laughs) 
This highly anticipated panel featured Matt Smith, Jenna Coleman, showrunner Stephen Moffat, producer Marcus Wilson, plus from upcoming docudrama An Adventure in Space and Time, which depicts the making of Doctor Who's first episodes, star David Bradley, who plays actor William Hartnell, who played the first Doctor, if you can follow that, writer and executive producer Mark Gaddis, who also writes for Doctor Who. All right. So the Doctor Who panel started out giving everyone who has been obsessively counting down to the Doctor Who 50th anniversary panel just what they wanted to see. Matt Smith and David Tennant together got last. And when everyone saw this, the crowd went nuts. During the footage, there were some amusing in-sync moments between the two doctors, like Tennant and Smith crossing their legs at the same time. Could they face off with their respective sonic screwdrivers? Of course, the tenth doctor has an opinion about the TARDIS's updated interior. Oh, you've redecorated, he says brightly. Then his face sours and says, I don't like it. Fans also saw glimpses of Billy Piper as Rose reprising that role. Got a signing of at least one of the foes the doctors will face in the special, the Daleks, which has me fired up for this. Two additional footage treats for the audience included a trailer for An Adventure in Space and Time and the song and dance cold open of a Smith featuring episode of The Late Late Show with Craig Ferguson, the Scottish-born talk show host who moderated the panel, which closed with his ode to the show about the triumph of intellect and romance over brute force and cynicism. Very nice. Great choice for a moderator, I thought. Absolutely. Yeah, a lot of fun. He's a big fan. So that was perfect. And Daleks did this special. Great stuff. Yeah, it's going to be good. Go hit this 50th anniversary, you know, kind of go up against those Daleks. I think we're going to see Daleks, Cybermen, all the... stuff. Yeah, maybe even some Weeping Angels, just all the big ones. That could be a lot of fun. Yeah. And hopefully no villains way, way from the past that's going to leave us confused. I think they'll do do a good job. Like with that Davos character. And and maybe we'll even see the master. Who knows? Maybe. And at the time God, this panel took place, Stephen Moffat was very tight-lipped on the actor. They've got to play the next Doctor. Also, aside from the footage screen, the panel featured no more details on the Christmas or anniversary specials. But Matt Smith wants to make it great. God, he wants to film the Christmas special in America. But the show's producers did not want to answer the question. So I think that means no. However, Stephen Moffat did say this about the changing of the Doctors, which I want to use as a lead-in to our announcement on just who the 12th Doctor is. And Stephen Moffat said, and I quote, The Doctor should be mysterious. He hasn't told you everything. He's gone 50 years without introducing himself properly. Also, there's only one Doctor. He has lots of different faces, but he's always the same. He lives in the moment all the time. He never really looks back. He's a creature of the moment right now. As a time traveler, I suppose everything is happening to him at once anyway. The other thing is that I also think he's different ages at once. He's a child. He's a stroppy teenager. He's a middle-aged boar. He's a grumpy old man all at once. All those things at the same time. And the actor that has done that the best to date is Matt. Okay, with that, since it's kind of his job around here, I'm going to have Nico announce the name of the next Doctor, since he is the biggest Doctor Who fan here at ATA. Indeed, the 12th Doctor will be Scottish actor Peter Cabaldi. The World War Z star was announced as the latest Time Lord during a TV special in England on Sunday, August 4th. He'll take over from current 11th Doctor Matt Smith, who will depart the series after filming the upcoming annual Christmas special. Capaldi was a clear favorite to become the new Doctor before Sunday's big announcement. British bookmakers suspended betting on the chances of the actor taking the role after his odds fell drastically to 5-6. to six. Ben Daniels, Rory Kinnear, Idris 
Elba and Daniel Rigby were all others considered frontrunners following Smith's announcement he would be leaving the show at the end of the year. So really great choice. We talked about it in episode ATA 136. If you yeah. want more information, there's all over the internet. They there's introductions. He actually does a video where he comes out and introduces himself. He says, my name's Peter Cabaldi and I am the doctor. It's really good. Other things are good. I actually watched the announcement on the BBC and BBC America simulcast it here in the States. If you didn't catch it, try and find it somewhere because it's actually worth watching. Yeah, and I was a little surprised because you'll hear on the next ATA or the previous ATA episode that it was an older actor. Mm-hmm. But after hearing what Moffat said and some stuff, it might work as he seems to have that blood of being able to pull off different ages. Yeah. And before we get into too much discussion about who the new doctor is and the panel in general, we're going to bring Andy in to do just that. Yes, because he was at the panel, because I was also very excited about the announcement of the new doctor. All right, so now Andy's here to join us, and he's going to tell us his thoughts on, are we starting with the new doctor first? Yes. Yes, okay. So he's going to tell us his thoughts on the new doctor. It wasn't John Berman. I didn't care for it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I did, I watched the whole thing live last night before we, we talked and everything, and um I was sitting with uh, with my big sister and uh, because she just wanted to see my reaction and she was all going for like, oh, it should be a woman, even though she doesn't even watch the show. So when we got to the announcement, I was thinking, I've seen him, but I don't know where. So like every, all of the other millions that I saw that the live announcement last night, I, I am to be his butt. And um, Torchwood? An episode yep. of Doctor Who? Yes. I think it's a great choice. Uh, I, f- I think it's interesting that you're going back with an older doctor. I don't... Look, here's the thing. The doctor is freaking 900 years old. So he, at this point, I don't care if, if the actor is young or old because the doctor is timeless. So I'm, I think it's a great thing. Yeah. I think that I can't wait to see what he's going to bring to the table uh, or at this situation, the TARDIS. No, but I, I think it's going to be great. I, I think it was very exciting to see who he was. And um, it's going to be, you know, I'm still sad to see Matt Smith go. I think I'm going to probably cry when that happens. And Moffat, I hope you don't write another I don't want to go because I won't be able No, wait, Russell T. Davis wrote another one. But okay. Moffat, don't do what Russell T. Davis did because I, my heart was broken that night when I was watching it and um, a lot of ours were well the the thing about that was that that was the sort of feelings that Tenet were bring, I know. Was bringing to it so but it I wasn't, didn't want to feel it I didn't want to feel it it wasn't actually if I remember from what Tenet said it wasn't actually a written originally written line it was uh, an ad lib that ended up getting uh they, he did it on one of the takes, and they were like, we like that, do that again. And then he did it again. The reason being is those were the emotions that he was feeling inside as an actor, not just as the character. He said when he left that he'd made the decision, they'd gone through the process, they'd set it up, and then when you got to that moment, he really didn't want to go anymore. He was like, I have to go, but I don't want to. And so he was able to channel the, those motions in himself, and it was beautiful. It I was know. absolutely beautiful. I know. I'm... No, no, I'm... I think Matt's going to have a very similar feel. He knows I it's agree. time to go. He knows that it's time for someone else to take over, but 
he loves the character and he, everybody loves his rendition of the doctor. So it, it's going to be very difficult for everyone and people who think it's going to be easy and Matt's going to just not miss being the doctor are crazy. They're crazy. Well, but I don't think this is the last we're going to see of Matt Smith though. In in general or in the who verse? Good general. Oh yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> He's going to be a superstar. Yeah, Yeah, he he, he's going. The reason he's leaving is because he is exploding and he's doing a movie. He he's got short hair because he did a movie this summer and they cut his hair off. Not Karen Gillan cut off, but cut off. Yes. You know, and so she's going to be playing. She's going to play Lex Luthor. Um, No, sorry. Um, No, but wait, before you guys. um, Well, no offense, but like before you guys interrupted me, um, what I was going to say was that. I only said that because of my of selfish game, it's selfish thoughts. Because I just don't want to have to. I, I know we're gonna miss him. I know about the whole tenant thing, why they didn't. So uh, it's just that I can't take another one. But to just before I head it over to you guys, I think that I think I think this actor is cool. I'm gonna actually watch uh, watch some things that he's done this uh, before you know before the Christmas special um, on December. 25th or whatever and I think it's going to be I, I can't wait to see what he's going to bring to the role what he's going to what kind of interaction he's going to have with General Lee's Coleman as Clara and how what, you know what costume what what will the doctor look like in his costume like will he get a new sonic screwdriver what will the new Doctor Who theme song be like what's, what's the new doctor's theme going to be like in the show and you know it's going to be I can't wait for it and you can get all the answers to those questions at the same Doctor Who time the same Doctor Who station, yeah. BBC America, and BBC One. Yes, if you live in Britain. Aqua. So yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Nico and I kind of both gave our two cents. Kind of this as well that we're excited, we're interested to see how it's going to be an older Doctor. I think he reminds me a lot of Tom Baker, which yeah, is the traditional Doctor. He reminds me of the third Doctor. That too. Just that because kind of the of hair. Topical. The traditional doctor, I guess. Well, what's the traditional doctor to be? I don't. Is there really something well, called? Well, more like more like the early years of the doctor. All right, that's kind of okay. More better... Older man, that kind of thing. Yeah, the first five were all older gentlemen. Yeah, I, I believe first five to pay to yes. Baker, and after Baker, they maybe the fourth one was younger. I, I, I might be mistaken. I think Peter Davison was younger. Yes. Than Tom. Uh, but. Tom was what four and Baker or uh, Baker was four and um, Peter was Davison five. was five. Yeah. yeah, that's what the whole thing why they did the yeah. the, um, the, the time time Christ special with Tennant and Davison because right. Sorry, go on. <laughs> I well, that was all that we had to talk about yeah. the casting of the new Doctor. But Andy, you yeah. were able to interview a couple people involved with this show. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that experience and yeah. what what it was like to meet some of these amazing people who are behind this one of our favorite shows here on the Well, GTA. it sucked because John Barron wasn't there. No, 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 no. I'm serious. No, <laughs> let's be serious. I, it was. It it was. I was nervous going in there because one, I was. I was one of the. I don't think they would. They, they, I'm not saying that people were old, but I think I was the only kid there, basically, which was kind of nerving. I was thinking, like, how did I get in here? Um, no, but it was. It was lovely talking to Matt Smith and um, Jenna Louise Coleman and Stephen Moffat and Mark Gaddis and David Bradley. It's a, there's um, 
if you have listened to the interview, there's a part in it when um, they they got some uh, Jenna and Matt got some rubber tomatoes from Rotten Tomatoes, uh, and uh, <laughs> and just and like they're talking about Steve, and and then Matt just suddenly looks at him and he, and he whispers, whispers whispers to me like, "Should I throw it at him?" I'm like, "Yeah, go for it." I don't know why I said go for it. So uh, he just he and Jenna just threw it at him. He's and he's talking with somebody else in some other outlet, and he looks at him and Matt just like morning. <laughs> <laughs> and it um I, I, I do have a record on video, so I will see if I can get it up um uh, for you guys as soon as possible because it's it's just like just in the middle of the interview he's like, you know, oh, yeah, let's just throw stuff at him. And and the baby was lovely, and um, it, it was great to see, you know, hear what Jenna had to say about getting to be in the fifth anniversary. Because I I know I pointed out to her that you know you 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 just you know you just came into the show like seven or eight episodes, and you are in like what is going to be the biggest event in Doctor Who history. And she was, I remember when I was catching up with the show, and I was uh, worried about when Amy was going to go, and Nika was like. Nico was saying to me, like, look, you're going to love her. She's amazing. And yeah, he was right. So yeah. it was lovely. Talking to Steven was um, fantastic. I, we, I, we got some good answers on how Kara came to be. I mean, Clara, not Kara. Clara came to be. Yeah. And um, so that was great. And talking to Dave, uh, Mark and David about the um, upcoming Doctor Who documentary, which has still no official official release date when it's going to air and so, but I, it's going to air somewhere around the fifth anniversary. But it was it was fantastic, and it's uh, um I don't it's know it's a docudrama, right? Docudrama, sorry. Um, right. He pointed yeah. out the same. He did the same thing to me. He was like, I need to stress out that it is a do- it's a drama. I'm like, oh, sorry, and uh, because I didn't know that much about it, but I'm I'm really gonna I'm definitely gonna see it and. Um, so I, no, it was exciting, and I can't believe I got the honor to talk to, you know, you know, Massmip was the biggest one because it, it's such a bittersweet thing. Because like, as I'm becoming, I don't know, as I got to be part of that world of talking to celebrities, you know, that might be the final time I get to talk to him, or unless I get to talk to him in some other circumstance, if he's doing other movies or if he's playing Barry Allen on Arrow. No, I'm kidding. It was. I just tweeted it last night just as a joke. I don't know why. And um, so I don't know. It was kind of bittersweet to me, at least Matt. But who knows? Maybe I'll get to see Jenna or this new doctor. Okay, we have audio of this interview available on the ATA website. I took it down. Sorry. Oh, you took it down? Mm-hmm. No, I didn't. Yeah, I was like, you didn't take it down. <laughs> so check that out on the ATA website. It's there. Andy's trying to confuse you. I'm trying to confuse you, Dan, not the, the listeners. Okay, well, just don't confuse anybody. Come on, be good. You can check uh, out. Our listeners are smarter than us. It's okay. Okay. All right. Good. Could you could check that out on the ATA website. All right. With that, I think that wraps up Doctor Who for this yeah. year, and it's time to move in whoa, whoa, to whoa. the community panel for, for this year. Well, co- the Comic Con. Oh, you mean like the, I, I was oh, like, God. oh my God, we're not talking about the fifth anniversary, Paul. Oh. No, 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 no. <laughs> All right. So now we're going to talk about a show that actually has knocked off Doctor Who with Inspector Space Time. Been a fun gag that we love on the show, and I don't know if Inspector Space Time is going to be back this season, but I'm sure some of our old favorite jokes will be back because now Dan Harmon, the original creator of the series, has returned. So let's talk now about the community panel. The community panel featured appearances from Dan Harmon, Jim Rash, who plays Dean Pelton, Yvette Nicole Brown, who plays Shirley, Allison Bree, who plays Annie, Ken Jong, who plays Chang, Danny Pudi, who plays Abed, Jillian Jacobs, who plays Britta, and writer Chris McKenna. 
And the panel started out with footage being shown of a fan appreciation video, pairing the constant renewal of the beloved show to the Twinkie, the McRib, and the triumph of putting a man on the moon. Also, big cheers erupted when Joel McHale said he wished he could French kiss all the rabid fans. Then the footage ended with the popular and now familiar six seasons and a movie slogan, setting the tone for the rest of the panel. Following this entertaining video, Dan Harmon came out on stage dressed in an Iron Man costume and reenacted the second installment of the popular Marvel film franchise by playing loud rock music and announcing it's good to be back while declaring that he's a millionaire playboy. Yes, pretty awesome. Interesting movie to reference because it's the weakest of the Marvel series, but okay, it worked. And from here, uh, Dan Harmon went into explaining that he does not consider this upcoming season's episodes as the final 13, but as the most important 13 in the history of show. So he says he feels a lot of pressure, but is excited to start moving. His return as showrunner is giving him a lot of ideas for season five, and he really wants to get back to the formula of seasons one and two, when each episode was apparently stellar in itself. I don't know exactly what all that means, because he was quite... <laughs> tight-lipped got what was going on in season five because it seemed like last year's panel the writers were just unloading on everything that was going to happen this season it was much more under wraps and i kind of like it that way yeah the rest of the panel was mainly the cast expressing their love for the fans and the fans throwing it right back at them but the news was shared that there's going to be an animated episode this season which i love that idea and the show will be begin in syndication on comedy central and local networks beginning in september which is great because that just means more community and maybe more people coming back to watch it for this final season. I agree with that. It's a great move on their part. Most definitely. And I think it'll also be probably appearing in an on-demand some kind of capacity if you have Comcast cable. Yep. And as for other news about community that came from outside this panel that we kind of already know and is kind of old news now is that Chevy Chase is completely off the show due to the controversy that took place while filming last year. I have a feeling the season 5 premiere may begin with some explanation as to where he is or they might just not explain it. I don't know, but it's probably going to be a funny joke there. And the character of Troy Bards, I think, is only going to be in, I think, what was five episodes? Yeah, five episodes. And it's so actor Donald Glover, who plays Troy, can focus on other endeavors with some kind of, some kind of music thing he's doing. Yeah, he's a, a rapper. <laughs> he's a rapper, so he's going to be wrapping up with this show with only five episodes, I guess. So that's, uh, you know, kind of a bummer. I think they'll do a hilarious joke to explain what happened to him. I bet he gets lost in air conditioning vents or <laughs> some crazy joke like that. I don't know, but it'll be interesting to see where that goes. And it'll be interesting to see how Abed deals without him being around. I don't know if it's going to be Abed and the Invisible man in the morning or what's going to happen but that'll be interesting to see so nico what do you got for this upcoming season of community i mean anything you're looking forward to predicting or whatnot i'm really excited about the animated when we had the puppets last year the stop claymation or whatever two years ago they have been just really good episodes so i'm really looking forward to that the gimmicky episodes on this show are very good i'm hoping for one more paintball story i think they the Dan Harmon edition. Yeah, another Dan Harmon or Dan Harmon wrap up to the paintball. I don't know how that's going to come about because I think Dean Pelton has wised up to the fact that it just <laughs> destroyed the school. I think maybe it will start off as something benign and devolve into a paintball situation. I think that's going to be fun. I'm just looking forward to seeing how they deal with the Troy being gone. I think that you and I have both said that we think there are many ways that they can do this. He's going to get stuck in an air vent and be gone for two episodes or, you know, he'll be have to go out on a 
know, Jehovah's Witness mission or something yeah. of that nature, you know, and just they're going to find funny ways to explain his absence for multiple episodes. As long yeah. as he's in the premiere, the finale and the midseason finale, I think we will not miss him. I mean, I mean we'll miss him, but we, we won't. It won't hurt the story. Do what they did with Fred Willard, bring in a replacement Troy. <laughs> or with Darren, where they just changed yeah. <laughs> changed actors and nobody noticed. <laughs> oh, Troy's too good. Everybody would notice that. Well, if it was a big actor, it would work. Like, yeah. throw out a Wade's brother or something. Yeah. I don't know. It, it, I don't know. We'll see. It's going to be funny whatever they do, I think. Well, it's funny that you, you mentioned a Wayne's brother, because one of the Wayans coming back to New Girl this year yes. to re- Actually, that's a Wade's as, son. Yeah, yes. yeah. To reprise his role as coach because yes. he had to leave after the pilot because he shot the pilot, but he was in second position on New Girl. And then what was it? Happy Endings came out. Yeah, Happy Endings got renewed real late in the season and went on for two more years. So he, that finally got canceled last year. So now he's free to come back. And they're like, yeah, we'll just bring Coach back. So now we're going to have, what, four guys living there? <laughs> well, I, I I don't know how they're going to handle it. I hope they don't get rid of Winston because Winston is hilarious. I was disappointed when Winston came in in the very beginning because Coach, I thought, was a better character. But Winston is great. <laughs> so I, it's going to be interesting. It's just he, funny because it, it, it kind of fit with what we were talking about. Is Coach going to be a serious regular now? I think so. Interesting. They didn't specifically say it, but they did say he was returning to the show. So it may just okay. be a one-episode deal, but I'm hoping it's multiple episodes or even a series regular. Corridor arc. Yeah. The coach arc. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that wraps up our discussions yep. on Comic-Con, our longest discussions. God, we thank you for sending through all this with you. It saves you a lot more time, though, than shifting through all the news that's out there. Because Comic-Con kind of overloads people with news. So we were hoping we could gather and organize things together for you. So hopefully we did that. A call has been forwarded. For, 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 forwarded to an automatic voice message system. It's not available. To page this person, press 5 now. Tone, please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. We have a great voicemail this week from Wu, who has a crackpot theory for Once Upon a Time well worth hearing, and I'm sure this will make its way into the discussion this season on the Once section. Hey guys, it's your buddy Wu S. Kim with a thought on Once Upon a Time. Actually, a crackpot theory. Sorry I stole that line from you, Nico. This is actually Andy Babak's idea that I record this voicemail this week because I was talking to him on Uvu this afternoon and I hit him with a crackpot theory involving Owen and Tamara. I don't know if I can take claim to this crackpot theory or if I heard it on some other Once Upon a Time podcast. But anyway, the theory goes, what if Owen and Tamara are working for Peter Pan and they don't know they're working for Peter Pan because remember they said they work for a higher cause to stop magic but they've never actually met the leader of this higher cause what if the higher cause is Peter Pan and Peter Pan told Tamara right before she went in the woods to find Owen bring Henry to Neverland whatever you do and what what if they have no idea what, who Henry is or Peter's plans for Henry. Because remember, they only hinted at the fact that Peter Pan needed Henry for something, but we don't know what that is. And 
this darker take on Peter Pan. Peter Pan, in almost all the incarnations that we've seen him in, he doesn't want power necessarily, but he doesn't like people being more important than he is, whether it be Hook, whether it be Wendy. He doesn't like his um, orders questioned by anybody. That's why the Lost Boys treat him as a father figure, but also as like the cat, a captain of their ship or their island. Maybe he needs Henry for something to reestablish or to solidify his power over Neverland or even over the Lost Boys. And what if Henry is is like a male version of Wendy in terms of giving the Lost Boys hope that there is somebody that could show them the way and show them to a better future. I don't know, maybe it's a too big of a crackpot theory, but it's just my point of view. We won't know the true be meaning of why why um, Tamara and Owen took Henry to Neverland. And even if, and I don't even know if they know that's where they're going. Obviously, the Charmings, Gold, Hook, and Regina are following Tamara and Owen. But I don't think Tamara and Owen know where this portal is going to lead to. And that's the thing I really want to explain more in se Season 3. The actual science behind these portals. Because the way it was explained the first time we saw a portal. When Bellfire went through at the end of Season 1. He didn't even know where he was going to end up. I hope they explain the physics of these portals and how they work. Anyway guys, talk to you later. I just wanted to leave that message. Bye, guys. Thanks, Wu, for those great thoughts. Now, we also look forward to hearing from some of the other guys so we can have some more comments or theories to play in the voicemail section next week. Just a reminder, if you'd like to leave us a voicemail, you can call us at 773-809-3363 and give us your thoughts or feedback. Hope to hear from some of you soon. I hope you guys enjoyed the episodes. Thanks for sticking around. And Nico, why don't you take it away with the closing? Yeah, on next week's episode, Dan and Michael will continue our coverage of Continuum. We'll also round things out with another Airwaves Rundown section featuring our brief thoughts on Under the Dome and an episode of the final season of Burn Notice and maybe even more. But for even more reviews and information on all our favorite shows, check out the blogs available on the website at acrosstheairwaves.com. But until that episode, you can check out our other spinoff podcasts. We have It's Tangent Time, which is a podcast hosted by Michael and Wu. Can they basically talk about a variety of topics from around the entertainment industry, from everything to suburbs movies coming out, Power Rangers, the upcoming DC films, the upcoming Marvel films, come Avengers 2, you name it. They talk talk about pretty much whatever's on their mind when they play their episodes. So for some fun and some laughs and some great insight on the entertainment industry, listen to It's Tangent Time. We also have Across the Airways DC Nation podcast, which soon will start covering the new animated series Beware the Batman, and we'll be having an episode covering all the DC comics-related news that came out of Comic-Con regarding their future film slate and what's in store for the new 52. So we'll be talking about that soon. Could also we have ATA Logma Hunters, the Arrow podcast, which is currently on hiatus, but we'll be coming back briefly probably this week or next week with a Comic-Con episode discussing the panel for Arrow. So keep an eye out for that. Michael and Wu should be getting that out to you soon. Also, if you'd like, you can contact us about maybe your experience you had at Comic-Con or any of the shows we talk about through visiting our website at www.acrosstheairwaves.com There you can email us at acrosstheairwaves at gmail.com. Again, that's acrosstheairwaves at gmail.com. You can also check out our Facebook by clicking the like button on our site. By clicking that like button, you'll be able to have access to all of 
our movie and TV news that Nico finds out during the week. And also stay updated on our podcast episode releases. Calls on our Facebook right now is a great source to find out San Diego Comic Con 2013 news. It's just a great place for that. And for the same content, you can check out our Twitter. Our Twitter is Across Airwaves. There's no the there. It's just Across Airwaves. Or you can join our circle at Google+. Also, if you'd like, you can leave us a voicemail talking about your Comic Con experience or any of the thoughts you have on the shows we discuss. Now, what number can you call to do that, Nico? 773-809-3363. Yes, sir. Can also, you can check out our YouTube channel, which features previews and promos for all kinds of upcoming films. We're soon going to be on the way to adding promos for a lot of the films that were advertised at Comic-Con because their trailers come out. So we will do that for you. And also, you can check out our playlist called Comic-Con 2013, where you can check out all of the panels that took place at Comic-Con, at the actual Comic-Con events, and at Zachary Levi's Nerd HQ Nerd Machine event. So check out those trailers. There's great stuff. There's stuff with everybody from Joss Whedon to Nathan Fillin to all of our TV favorites. So check that out there. And also, if you don't want to go back through our podcast for all the ways you can contact us, you can download our Podcast Box app. And that app will allow you to listen to our podcast through your iPad and iPhone. So that'll do it that way. You can contact our podcast using that and also stay updated on our podcast episode releases. Also, we have an Android app, which will allow you to listen to our podcast and stay in contact with our podcast on your Android or Windows devices. That is available through the Amazon Marketplace. So once again, for our other podcast hosts, Michael J. Petty, Wu Kim, and Andy Babak, I'm Dan Schmidt. And I'm Nico Rustic. And until our next episode, we will catch you on the airways. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. See you, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this Comic-Con episode. And if you went to Comic-Con, I hope you had a great time. I want to leap over buildings, want to fly over the shores, save the people from the villains, catch the crooks who rob the stores, write my name upon the sky, and when you call me, I'll be there, faster than a lightning flash. Rushing through the cool night air oh, 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 oh. So start ignition, count to zero I just wanna be a superhero oh, 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 oh. lives, man! Now return to our regularly scheduled program.